Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Winter 2020-2021 Lesson Manual or Student Workbook and turn to lesson number 13, intended for February 28th, 2021, the lesson entitled Confident in God's Love. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bibles, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there, we're going to look at one passage in 1 John chapter. Three, so towards the end of the New Testament, First John, chapter three. But on August twenty eighth, two thousand thirteen, at Forward Operating Base in Ghazni, Afghanistan, American Army Staff Sergeant Michael Allis demonstrated the ultimate act of love, as defined in John fifteen thirteen, which says, "Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends." Ten suicide bombers had breached the perimeter of the Polish-run operating base where many American troops were serving alongside Polish troops. So a 3,000-pound vehicle bomb blew a hole in the eastern wall. Mortar fire and rocket-propelled grenades followed. Staff Sergeant Alice and Polish Lieutenant Sierpika fired back-to-back with the assistance of Special Forces, and they effectively neutralized nine of the ten suicide bombers. But when a 10th suicide bomber emerged from among some barriers, Staff Sergeant Michael Aulis stepped between the bomber and Polish Lieutenant Sierpika. The suicide bomber detonated himself and Staff Sergeant Aulis absorbed the blast, saved the life of the lieutenant, but lost his own life. The Polish lieutenant named his newborn son Michael in honor of the man who gave his life for his. Alice was a native of Staten Island, New York, served out of Fort Drum, New York, and posthumously received the Silver Star for valor in action. The recipient of his heroism, surviving Lieutenant Sierpika, was a member of the Polish Army. They came from different geographical locations, had different cultural customs. However, they had a common bond because of a common mission. What drives such a selfless sense of purpose? No one forced or ordered Alice to sacrifice his life for the Polish lieutenant's life. But greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We're going to look at this lesson, Confident in God's Love. Why don't you turn with me to 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to look and dive into God's Word and see what God's Word would speak to us today. All right, let's read 1 John chapter 3, we're going to be reading verses 18 through 24, and then we'll take some time to look at these verses of Scripture today. 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 18, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart 
and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And he that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that He abideth in us by the Spirit which He hath given us. Focus thought for today is even when our hearts condemn us, we can stand confident in God's love for us. Even when our hearts condemn us, we can have, have confident confidence and stand confident in God's love for us. When we look at this passage here today in 1 John chapter 3, John opens up, at least in this portion of Scripture, John talks addresses my little children. He says, let's don't love in word or in tongue, but in deed and truth. And if you look at this passage, it almost seems like, okay, so I shouldn't speak loving words or say loving things because I'm not to love in word or in tongue, but only in action and in truth. But really what's happening here is you could almost read this as don't love only in word or in tongue because we can say a lot of things. We could declare something out of our mouth, but our actions do not back it up. We can say, I love you, Lord, but if our life and the actions we live display something totally different, then we really don't love the Lord. And so in some ways, John is, is writing and saying, it's important to love in word. It's important. We can find other places in scripture, we can find principles that it's important to encourage people with words, to, to speak certain things. There's life and death and the power of the tongue. So it's important to speak the right things. It's, it's important to love people in word with your tongue, speaking the right things. But John's saying, don't just love in word or don't just love in word and with your tongue, but love in deed and in truth. So how are we to show love to others? How are we to show love to others and to God? Well, we show them love through our words, using our tongues, using our mouth. We speak life to them. We speak love to them. We tell them, I love you. We tell them, I care about you. We tell them, I'm praying for you. We tell them, I'm on your side. I've got your back. I'm with you. You can do this. You can make it. God's with you. We love them in word, but we can't just stop there. We can't just, as elsewhere in the New Testament, in the Gospels, where it says, uh, if you see somebody that's naked, we just say, be clothed. Well, that doesn't do anything. We see somebody who is, who, who is thirsty, well, be hungry, be filled. Just speaking words doesn't do anything. Maybe that's expressing that you have some type of compassion, but if you truly love, you're not only going to love in word, but you're going to love in deed and in truth. So how do we love people? Well, we love them with our words. We encourage them, but we also love them with our actions. We love them with our actions. We, we show that we love them. We do for them. We serve others. 
the greatest in the kingdom will be the servant of all. We love in word. We love in deed, but we also love in truth. We are to speak the truth in love. We are to do right things and godly things and honorable things and Christ-pleasing things. Love in truth, love in deed, love in word. That's how we're to love others and also love God. We're to love God with our voice, with our tongue, with our mouth, with our words. We praise God. We worship God. We magnify God. We lift God up. We sing to God. We declare. We preach about God. We teach about God. We testify about him. We love him with word. But we also must love him in our deeds and in truth. We must follow closely the commandments of his, of his word and love him in truth, but love him in our actions and the things that we do. So we love others and we love God in word, in deed, and in truth. And then look at verses 19 through 22. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God's greater than our heart and knoweth all things. If our heart condemn us, what does it feel like? to be feel condemned you you feel condemned you feel um, feel bad about something in your life if our heart condemn us we got to remember that god is greater than our heart and knows all things verse 21 says blood but if our heart condemn us not then we have confidence towards god when you don't feel condemned don't you have so much confidence when you go into the presence of the lord and whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Look at these scriptures. So how does condemnation affect our prayers? How does condemnation affect our worship? How does condemnation affect the way we relate to God? Think about it. When you make a mistake, you mess up, uh, and maybe you haven't Maybe, you, maybe you're not focused on something that you've done recently. Maybe it's something way back in your past, and you still feel condemned over it. Does that not affect you when you try to pray? Does that not affect you when you try to sing and worship and magnify the Lord? That affects us, doesn't it? Condemnation affects us. We don't go before the Lord with confidence. When we feel condemned, when we're replaying the mistakes of our past and the mess-ups of our distant past or even recent past, we, we, we don't want to lift our hands, we don't want to sing, we don't want to worship, we, we don't want to pray. Why? Because we feel so bad, we feel condemned. Condemnation affects the way we interact with God. But we've got to remember here, if our heart condemn us, John says, remember God is greater than our heart and knows all things. God knows you failed. God knows you messed up. God knows you made mistakes. God saw you when you fell, but God's greater than your heart. God has manifest himself in flesh, came in the person of Jesus Christ, died for your sins, shed his blood so that you could be forgiven. He's greater. He overcame the world. He overcame sin. He overcame these things. He's greater. If your heart condemns you, if you're if inside of you you're, you're beating yourself up and you're putting yourself down, remember God's greater than that. He's greater. He he it means more. What God has done means more 
than what your heart is saying. What God has done means more than what you're telling yourself. God's word, his, he has the final say in your life. And he speaks forgiveness and he speaks life and he speaks hope. So if your heart's condemning you, tell yourself, God's greater than my heart. I don't have to walk in condemnation because there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. No matter what your past is, you can give it to him. He will forgive you. He's faithful and just to forgive the sins we confess to him, and he will set you free. He's greater than your heart. He's greater than your past. He's greater than the things you are beating yourself up over. God is greater. And if we can remember and see that and recognize that and find deliverance from the condemnation, then the next verse tells us if our heart doesn't condemn us, then we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we will receive because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. So if your heart's condemning you today, turn it over to Jesus and recognize God's greater than that. I know my mind and my heart is telling me I'm worthless, but God's, God's, God's word means more than that. I, I'm, he's greater than that. I'm not worthless. I'm his child. I'm forgiven. I'm set free. I'm delivered. God is greater than our heart. And look at these final two verses, verses 23 and 24. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, dwells in God, dwells in Jesus, and Jesus dwells in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the spirit which he hath given to us. So how do we know that he's living in us? How do we know he's living in us? Sometimes the enemy will try to convince us that we've messed up so bad that God has left us. No, God's greater than your heart. And God has not only not left you, he is living in you. If you have experienced the power of his spirit, if you've experienced the Holy Ghost infilling in your life, you do not have to worry whether God has left you. He's not only not left you, he is living in you. And how do we know he's living in you? First of all, well, his commandments that we follow teach us that. His word teaches us that. That if we will abide in him and he will abide in us. John chapter 15. If we will abide in him, if we'll keep his commandments, if we'll follow after him, if we'll seek after him, his word says he will abide in us. He will live in us. And we know that because initially we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The initial sign of that receiving of the gift of the Spirit was we began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance gave us utterance. That is the initial evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you will initially speak in another tongue. You will speak in a language you'd never learned before. The Spirit of God will speak through you. And that is the initial sign that God's Spirit has come to take up residence inside of you. And you will continue, you will continue to be able to pray in the spirit and pray in tongues. There will, you will be able to keep that and renew in that and pray in that, find strength in that. But you will also know that God's spirit dwells in you as the fruit of the spirits developed in your life. That's the ongoing evidence of the spirit of God dwelling in you. The initial evidence is that you'll speak in other tongues, just as they did in the book of Acts. And as they have throughout the centuries of the church, that's your initial evidence. 
but the ongoing evidence. Yes, you'll still be able to speak in tongues. You'll still be able to pray in the Holy Ghost, but you will see the gift, the, the fruit of the Spirit on display in your life. So we can have confidence that God lives in us and abides with us. Just because you messed up, made a mistake, God has not left you. God is greater than your heart. Don't let your heart condemn you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. God is with you. God's hand is upon your life. And God has offered forgiveness. He will forgive. He will deliver. And he will set you free. So what can we do to apply this to our lives today? I want to challenge you to do two things this week. Number one, very simple. Remind yourself every day this week, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Read it to yourself every day. Declare it out loud. Declare it out loud. Let the enemy hear you declare, there is therefore now no condemnation. Remind yourself God is greater than my heart. That he is faithful to forgive those things that we confess to him. And once he has forgiven, they are forgiven. And secondly, what I challenge you to do today, find, and this week, find someone to show love to this week. Not just in word, but in deed. Do it in word. Show them in words. Speak it to them. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a card. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a text. But indeed, find somebody that you can love indeed this week. God will be honored. You'll be strengthened, they'll be strengthened, and you'll fulfill the commandment where God says to love one another. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the promise that we do not have to live under condemnation because you're greater than our hearts. When our hearts condemn us, we, we can remind ourselves that you're greater than all of our past, you're greater than our sins, you're greater than our failures and mistakes because you gave your life for us. And there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Thank you for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. For those that may be listening today who have not yet received the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues, I pray, God, you would let them experience that. Pour it out on their lives, I pray, in the name of Jesus. We love and worship and magnify you today. Let us walk in the Holy Ghost. Let us live showing the love of Jesus Christ to those around us so that you're glorified and so that they are turned, their lives are turned towards you. We give you praise and we thank you for your blessings in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.